Hello, and welcome to Life on Maine, a daily podcast of Life on Maine in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through His Word, stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship, so be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. Are you ready to let freedom ring? You know, do we want, are we willing to be the broadcasters of God's freedom? But could I even take it a little bit more personal? Are you ready to let freedom ring in your own life? Because what's amazing to me is the number of times that even as believers, the, we as believers have been set free. Because he whom the Son sets free is what? Free. free indeed, right? Most definitely free, Jesus said, right? So why is it so many still live in bondage? Why is it so many of us still found ourselves beaten down? I want you to turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 this morning. One short verse is what we're going to be talking about, but don't let that fool you. I could talk for a long time on one verse, though I won't. If we have to, we'll make this a two-parter. But Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, doesn't say much, but it says a lot. It says this, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Let me repeat that. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Who was he writing this to? He was writing it to the church at Galatia. He was writing this to believers. This was not people that did not get set free. These were not people that did not know the Son who sets free and who makes everyone free indeed, right? But makes this mention to them. Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ made you free and don't get entangled again. In other words, you were entangled before and there can be, even though you know him, you can still get entangled if you're not careful. He's not saying you're going to go to hell. Do you get that in this? But what he is saying is that even though Christ has set you free, even though you now have access to eternal life, which, by the way, doesn't start when you die. It starts the minute you accept him as your Savior. That you now have the power to walk free of all the bondage that wants to steal you away. But how many know there's still a real enemy that's out there? that isn't letting up on any one of us. In fact, have you ever noticed that usually he seems to really try to pull out all the stops, especially when you first come to know the Lord? Which is why I find it interesting that some that are not with us this morning are people that right now find themselves getting physically stricken. But you know what I can tell you this about every single one of them? And this is not gossip because I am bragging on them in the name of the Lord. Okay? I will tell you right now, every single one of those three that usually sit over here that are not here because they're vomiting or have abscesses in their legs and all that stuff, even with all that stuff going on, 
they're like, I still will not deny my Lord. He is still my reason for living. And the enemy can do all he wants. He's not going to take me down again. In fact, if anything, all the stuff he keeps trying to do to them is just strengthening their faith. And isn't that the way it should be in our lives? You see, because a lot of us, we are familiar. You might notice a little picture up there. And a lot of us are familiar with the woman on the right. But not a whole lot of people are familiar with the woman on the left. The woman on the right we know as Lady Liberty. But who is the one on the left? She is known as the Freedom Lady. She actually sits atop our Capitol building. And the story behind her is this. She actually has come from Rome, Italy. She's located in Washington, D.C. The cornerstone of that building was laid in 1793, but the crowning touch of this statue wouldn't happen until 1863. She stands nearly 20 feet tall with a crest of stars framing her face and a shield of stars and stripes in her left hand. Freedom Lady was sculpted in Rome and brought to America by ship. She was brought in six pieces. During her trip across the Atlantic Ocean, she found herself in the midst of a terrible storm. As the storm beat against the ship, its captain began to order the crew to scuttle the cargo in order to lighten the load so that there may be, they may be able to stay afloat. In the heat of the moment, the crew desperately wanted to throw Freedom Lady overboard since she was the heaviest object on board. But the captain, amidst the storm, shouted over the wind and said, No, never. We will flounder before we throw freedom away. Amen. And so freedom was saved because of one man's willingness to sacrifice everything he had, even his own life, for freedom's cause. Let me ask you, when the storms of your life blow, do you protect freedom at all cost? Even when it's the heaviest thing on board. Even when maybe the enemy might want to try to be there saying, why are you even bothering? See, if God loves you, would he be letting this stuff happen to you? And sometimes that can be a very heavy weight amidst the stuff that goes on in our lives. But the thing is this, will we stay the course? Will we be willing to throw everything else overboard and protect the source of our freedom? And that source, of course, is Jesus Christ. We need to make sure that we protect our faith at all costs. Because the enemy will throw every storm he can at you. If he hasn't yet, watch out, it's coming. But here's the great thing. My Bible also tells me we are now more than conquerors through him. Ain't that cool? He didn't just say, you'll get by, or you'll survive. Nor did he even say that you are a conqueror. He said you are more than. How can you be more than a conqueror? Conquering means that I put up quite a fight, and somehow or another, I rose victorious. To be more than a conqueror is simply this. You didn't have to fight the battle because it's already been fought for you. And that was fought through Christ. 
So are you willing to protect that freedom? Are you willing to let his freedom ring in your life and allow yourself to get rid of maybe all the baggage and all the stuff that might want to try to hold you down? We were meant to soar on wings like eagles, not walk around with wings like turkeys. Amen. Right? There's a lot of benefits that come our way and blessings because of this, this freedom that we have in Christ. First, understand this. Your freedom in Christ, and this is probably the most important thing for us to understand, is that Christ giving us freedom, he gave us freedom from sin. He didn't give us freedom to sin. Okay, And there's a lot of people that want to say, okay, well, now I know Jesus, and I can just go out and live like the devil the rest of the week. And that is not biblical. He did not give you freedom so you can sin. He freed you from it. Why? Because it is a shame. It is a shackle, and it's going to drag you to the pit of hell. It does not have your best interest at heart, no matter how the enemy wants to try to package it. Thank God for the freeing power of Christ's atoning blood that we celebrated this morning in that place of communion. That he has freed us from sin. He has freed us from every hold that sin tried to have on us. As the Apostle Paul told us in Romans, right? For the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal life. Wages, gift. You get the difference. You have earned death with your life, with my life. We have earned that. But God gave a gift through Jesus Christ that we could be washed free of our sins so we could be free from it so we don't have to live under the weight of it anymore. So let's stop making excuses for sin and find ways to live above it. Amen? Another thing that his freedom does for us is it gives us the power to love and serve one another. If you were to follow this passage in Galatians 5 all the way down through the whole entire chapter, you will find Paul talking about how our freedom was given to us so that we could love and serve each other. Do we understand that freedom, and, I, and we know this on a, for, on a national level, we understand that freedom does not come as a means of entitlement. It comes with a lot of responsibility. And it's the same thing in the kingdom of God. It's not just about you being free. With that freedom you've been given, now comes a certain level of weight and responsibility. And one of those things for us as believers is to love and to serve each other. Paul had to remind these carnal Galatians about that. In fact, if you continue going on throughout the rest of the chapter, he also talks about the, the fruit of the flesh, right? which is greed and all that sort of stuff. But what? The fruit of the Spirit is love, patience, kindness, kindness goodness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. Right? And what are all those things for? For me to lavish on others. Okay? So Christ came to free us from sin. He came to help us and empower us to be able to love and serve one another, understanding that's really where we get our true sense of fulfillment. He also freed us to live out our God-ordained purpose. Do you understand God created you? You are not just the product of a man and a woman. Can I accept that? A man and a woman. We won't go any further than that. You know where I'm going. You are not simply the fruit of your parents. God had a purpose for you. And the enemy was not able to get in its way. 
God created you. The scripture tells us that he knew, you, knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. And he said, behold, I know the plans I have for you. Plans are going to prosper you. Plans that are not going to harm you. Plans that are going to give you a future and a hope. But it's only going to come as we live out our ordained purpose that he created us for in the first place. You know, a pot will never be fulfilled if it tries to be a spatula. Or vice versa. The pot will find its true fulfillment in being the pot it was created to be. Right? And I know that's kind of a funny little concept, but it's the same way with us. You were not made like the person to your left or to your right. Amen. And there's a good reason for that. And you've heard me say it before. Because if you were, one of you was unnecessary. Okay? He made us each different for a reason, for his divine purpose. You were not created just to fulfill life for you. You were called to fulfill something in the life of another as well. Live out your purpose. That's the only way you will find true freedom. Christ also gave us another freedom. He gave us this freedom to forgive. Freedom to forgive. He could have kept that one, right? How many have ever thought that? Let's be honest. Because forgiveness is not easy, is it? Because somehow when people wrong us, we feel like we have a right now to hold the unforgiveness. But do you understand God had to give you that freedom to forgive because of his love for you? Because if he didn't, then you would be stuck in your anger, your resentment, and your bitterness, and all that would do is eat you up. Learn to forgive people with God's level of forgiveness because then and only then will you find freedom. Holding on to the stuff and the wrongs that people have done to us hold us captive. It doesn't hold them captive. I mean, it does hold them captive, but it holds us captive even more. Now, here's another great thing that comes through our freedom in Christ. God, Christ gave us freedom through his acceptance. What do I mean by that? Simply this. If we have his acceptance, we don't need to go anywhere else to get it. If we've got his love, we don't have to go chasing after it somewhere else. Because we, no, and don't get me wrong. I know we all have that need to be loved and accepted by others. But you know what? As long as I know he loves me and he accepts me, I can love you whether you love me back or not. And I do not have a requirement to receive anything from you because I'm getting all of my needs met by him. Everything that you give and I give is all just icing on the cake. When we learn to really grab hold of the, how much he loves us, how much he accepts us, then we are free from these requirements that I've got to somehow please this one or please that one because I've got to get them to like me. You know what? You don't need to get anyone to like you because there's somebody that loves you to the cross and back. And Christ gave us another great freedom. It's called the freedom from fear. Paul wrote, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline, or of a sound mind, as some translations say in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. God wants us to live lives that are not fearful of anything but him. But yet that fear is wrapped in, and, and should we be afraid of God? You know, he did kind of create this stuff called lightning, thunders, and earthquakes, right? 
I, I, I think there should be a holy fear, not just reverence, but a true fear of God. But understand this. His love is over and above all. His anger lasts but a moment, right? But his favor for a lifetime. Remember that passage that I quoted just a few minutes ago. Behold the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. We love that one. But do you ever read it in context? It's, this is being spoken on the, on the tail end of the fact that Israel has messed up yet again. And now God has had to send them into exile. And so they're like, okay, we repent, we give up. And God said, yeah, okay, I accept that. But guess what? You're still going to be stuck in exile for 70 years. So build homes, have kids. This, your, your deliverance isn't coming anytime soon. But behold the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Even amidst this that I'm allowing to have happen right now is really to help prosper you. It doesn't feel like it right now. This is God's way of saying this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Right? This is for your good. This is for your benefit. We should have a fear of the Lord, but understand, though, that we have a God that loves us. He is our Father. And His love, anything that He does, even the correction He brings, is done because He loves. And because He's trying to protect us from something really bad. You don't have to fear when you're in the hands of the Almighty God. If you stay in the hands of the Almighty God, you know what? The world can try to throw all kinds of things at you. They can't touch you. Well, hold it. What about those Christian martyrs? Yeah, they may have taken the body, but the Scripture says, don't worry about him who can take the body. Worry about him who can take your soul. Your, your, your spirit and your soul is held in the palm of God's hand. And it doesn't matter what come, and it can be the worst of things and the worst of times that come your way, but when you know that you know that you know that your God is right there with you, you're somehow able to stand up under it. Don't fear life. Fear God. Amen. Another thing that God did is he gave us, obviously, freedom from hell itself. We have a freedom, and don't accept Jesus just to get your get-out-of-hell-free card. Just to get your eternal fire insurance paid up. Because that's not true repentance. But understand this. Christ did bring it, give us freedom from hell. Aren't you happy? Because really my sin, he didn't have to do that. He did not have to send a son. He could say, I still love you, but you know what? Sorry. You made your bed. Lay in it. But we have a God that loved us to the nth degree that was willing to send his own son and do everything necessary to keep us out of hell. So understand this. God never sends anybody to hell. People send themselves there. God gave you every means to be able to have freedom from that place, freedom from that torment. All you have to do is be willing to say, yeah, I accept what you did for me on the cross, and I'm willing to let you call the shots in my life. Amen. You do that, my Bible tells me you're saved. Okay? Another thing, Christ gave us freedom from earthly and materialistic drive. Do you understand that when you come to know Christ, you now have all the, the resources of heaven at your disposal? 
And you know what? There's a lot of things on this earth I'm not going to have. And that's A-OK. Because someday I'm going to walk on streets of gold. And I've read through the book of Revelation. I've seen the pictures that he's given us of a little, and, and I know they're not literal pictures. They, they're um, metaphors. But you see this aspect of the vast resources of heaven. And do you understand those are not just for when you die. They're available to us here and now. We have a lot of people in our congregation that have experienced divine healing because of these resources of heaven coming down. They are not things that are of this world. They are, they are things that are supernatural, and they come from God. You do not have to be hemmed in by what the world offers. Forget about what the world gives you. Focus on things God gives, right? Store up your treasures in heaven for where your heart is, or for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then the, the last thing, that I want to pinpoint, there's a lot of other things that come with our freedom in Christ. But another big one is he's given us freedom from deception. How many have noticed just by watching the news anymore how deceived our world has gotten about what is right or what is good? You know, I mean, we used to have a, a general understanding of, of right and wrong, and now we call what's wrong right and what's right wrong. We begin to make up, redefine everything. And what is that redefining really? It's just a way to deceive yourself. That somehow or another my sin's okay. God wants you to be free from the deception because he knows that deception is nothing but a trap. It's the bait over the bear trap. Right? John 8 verses 31 to 36 says this. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word... You're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And that's truth, little t. Because okay? we, no, we have to make that distinction, because Christ does say, I am the way, the truth. truth, capital T, and the life. But here he's saying, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In other words, there's a truth that is out there, and, but it's not relative. Relative truth is an oxymoron like almost pregnant. You know, it cannot happen. It's either truth or it's not. You can't have both. Anything other than that's a deception. And they answered him. They said, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? And Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Wages of sin is death, Right? And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. And they says this, Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So at first he says the truth will make you free, but, which is referring to truth itself. But then here he makes a very important distinction. Guess what? I am that truth. Truth is not a thing. It's not something you can grab hold of or attain as far as a tangible aspect or an idea. Truth is a person. And it's wrapped up in the person of Jesus Christ. You will never ever have true freedom apart from him. You'll never be able to walk in all these other things that we talked about without him. You might be able to do it to a little bit, but it's not it's a counterfeit. You want the real deal? Get Jesus. And if you've got Jesus, 
get more. You know, well, how could, did I get all of Jesus? Well, yes, you did. But how many know we keep him at a distance? Steve Green, many years ago, wrote a song back in probably the mid, early mid-80s. And it simply said this, you can be as full as you want to be. And I think there's a lot of Christians out there that you can only be filled with Jesus to the extent you're willing to op- empty yourself of you. And you know, you can only be filled with the freedom of Christ to the extent that you're willing to empty yourself of the bondages. Get rid of the bondages, he can pour more in, right? Will you let him do that? I hope you will, because that's where you'll find real freedom. Lord God, we thank you today. Ask, Lord, that you would help us to be able to walk in even more and more freedom, Lord. I thank you that for so many of us, Lord, we are not where we were. We are so much more free than we were five years, ten years ago. But God, we also admit we've still got a long way to go. And so, Lord God, would you help in those things so that we can mount up with wings like eagles and truly soar to your heights. And God, we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank you for tuning into today's broadcast. We pray that it was beneficial for you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Life on Main. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website at lifeonmain.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifeonmain, where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash lifeonmain, with each of those words capitalized. Thanks for listening to Life on Main, and may God bless you.